We fell in love that summer. I moved into his apartment. I was like, I was supposed to go to New York to my New York apartment in August before I started filming in September. And long story short, we fell in love. We couldn't be apart. And he flew to LA where I was going back to shoot a Jackie Chan movie, which actually I was shooting in Toronto. So I left him in my LA apartment. And, um, and we fell in love, but we also got pregnant like that. I'm Ilaria Baldwin. And I'm Alec Baldwin. And this is our podcast, What's One More? Food is such an important part of our life. Alec and I really fell in love at restaurants, I think. Today, we thought we would talk about that dynamic in couples and families and how they share meals together. Our guests are actress Debbie Mazar, you know from Goodfellas, and Entourage, and her husband, Chef Gabriele Corcos, who starred with Debbie in the Cooking Channel's Extra Virgin and is a New York Times bestselling author. So you were saying you're you're uh, where are you now? You're in Italy now. I'm in Florence. Yeah, we're in a little town called Fiesole. My husband is from here, and we um, have been dreaming about this move for I'd say 20 years, right, Gabriele? Yeah, she she sweet laid the first time in bed and looked out of the window and said, "Yeah, it feels feels right. Like <laughs> we need to do it here." <laughs> that that was really a dream, and you know, life brought us uh, all around. Uh, it was a fantastic experience, a great ride. But it's nice to to have the fate and to be here 20 years later, you know, leaving the dream that we cultivated for, for two decades now. I imported him and and literally, I, I, I was living in LA at the time. He moved to LA. We got pregnant like in a hot second, like you guys. And, uh, and we, get some kept, we got pregnant a few times, lost a few, but uh, we ended up with two great girls. And then I was like, after 10 years in LA, I'm like, you know what? I've done it here. I had come up with Entourage. I was like over LA. And we, we raised our daughters in New York. How old are the girls now? 18, 18 and 15. Got it. Okay. So we have one in college that we uh, is in New York up in Buffalo. And the other one is here at the international school. And um, it's really hard because I'm just getting used to like not being with one of my kids. You know, like she's in another country altogether. Yeah. That's why I moved them to New York. I want them to have balls. Um, I wanted them to have <laughs> eyes in the back of their head, you know? And um, oh, yeah. so I think I've given them some tools. And, um, oh, my God, first of all, can I just congratulate you and all your beautiful children? Our million children. I, I watch, obviously, Alec work all the time, and I follow you on Instagram, Ilaria, and I just um, love your your page, and I you inspire me, and I have joined things because of you. Oh, I love I that. Have, I do some stretching at the bathroom sink in my in my yes. drinking <laughs> Oh, uh, I, I, I have to see that still. I'll try. Wow. I need to pay more attention. That's what happens after 20 years. You start missing all the little details. Stretching at the bathroom sink. One of the sheer joys of, of being back is that, you know, we have lived in New York for, for 10 years. And as much as, you know, life in New York can be great, there are those situations in, in a New York home that you really cannot avoid, like taking a shower in an iron cloth tub when you're 6'3". <laughs> <laughs> I spent I spent 10 years working like crazy like we we were like always doing something and I spent 10 years showering with plastic hanging on my shoulders. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm working my ass off and I cannot even take a shower where I have you know, let alone have sex because it was like curved. It was 
impossible. And he was like, oh my God, there's no bidet? Like, that's bidets. How did you guys meet? Well, I was going on holiday. I was living in California and I said, you know what? Um, I just, I need time off. I'm so sick of work. I mean, God forgive me for saying I'm never sick of working, but I, I needed a break. So I go to, uh, I, I say to my friend Madonna, I'm like, listen, I'm going to Europe and you're going to be on tour. She goes, great. Meet me in like every city. And I'm like, okay. So, um, I was going to go to like Spain, Portugal, Paris, Italy, just got, you know, be, I was single. I was going to run around. I was dating like a few people on the side, you know, but like nothing that was really like, you know, <laughs> nothing um, memorable. She's trying to say nothing memorable. <laughs> it's, like, fuck, it's fine. It's a nice. Like, I was doing the same. So it's all good. You know what I mean? It's like, well, we, he knows, he knows. Anyway, so we, we, um, I, I booked a trip and it was great. Cause it like, Madonna opened in Spain and I love Spain and I, I, I got, flew right to Barcelona and, um, or Barcelona and I, and, um, she had her, her night there and I had a couple of days and she would send me a car to, at the airport and like, you know, we would hang out and I would sit the show. And so I kept them meeting her in different cities. She fired the makeup artist on that job and I was headed to Florence to a mutual friend's house. And, um, so I got to Florence to stay with Katia Lebec, who is one of the, uh, world yes. premier. Piano players. Yeah. 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 The Beck and sisters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. My husband happened to be working um, for her that summer. Um, she was having like a jazz band uh, in her Florentine uh, palazzo in uh, Piazza Santo Spirito. And she goes, Oh, yes, Debbie, you must come to stay with me. I met her actually at Madonna's wedding to Guy Ritchie, and like everybody else was. Um, doing yoga and shit and I was smoking cigarettes, <laughs> having coffee, uh, getting yelled at for wearing my, my kind of girl. Playing shooting um, craps, shooting craps. <laughs> <laughs> so but we became friendly. She said, yeah, you want to come stay with me. So I said, hey, by the way, I'm gonna come to Florence. Can I stay? And she had like this fabulous, incredible home that they had vines that were protected by the Florentine government. They were like six hundred years old in the backyard. And um she sent Gabriele to pick me up at the airport he went three times my flight was delayed and he's like you know what? oh my god i can't deal with this like whatever i i got there on my own i flew and then whatever he walked in at midnight just randomly to the home and i i was already in like a um black a cat on a hot tin roof slip i had some chancletas on my feet you know those <laughs> fucked up sandals with marabou on them and i'm smoking a cigarette and in walks this hot guy i and I, I was just like, whoa, it was like sun rays were coming out of my head. We start talking. He actually uh, puts my, my, my chancletas on fire because the marabou caught fire. Um, at the end of it the It might night, have been you. That, that's something that's been going on for 20 years. It could have been you. It could have been me. But anyway, we went to <laughs> at the end of the night. And I didn't know because they do both sides of which they right or left. I kissed. I went to kiss him on the right. He went to kiss me on the left. And we bumped lips. And it was like, oh, <laughs> good night. So the next day. <laughs> did you have a cigarette in your mouth, though, when he did that? Do you have a cigarette no. in your mouth? No? Okay. Yes. No, she skipped a very important moment, which is when I finished my cigarettes during, you know, yeah. And, and I'm like, come out, let's go get cigarettes in the square. We ended up having a drink. I, I didn't we, skip, it, I hadn't gotten to no, it yet. No, again, you're mixing shit up. No, I'm not. We didn't kiss on the first night, we kissed on the second night. Oh. However, However, anyway, okay, we ended on. up talking for hours and hours and uh, and then we got back into the house. And as we were walking back to the house, I'm like, Jesus, like, you're super cool. Like me and you should have kids together. And she looked back and she's like, ah, 
Okay, and then we got back into the house. But and that's like, a lie. Why, why don't you just sh- shut the fuck up, man? Like, really? Like, that's yeah. not how you kind of, you know. And plus, she was, you know, for me, it was a, a very important moment in my career. It was a step up. That, you know, it was a Lebec sister. It was a big project. I didn't want to, like, Start hitting on the first girl that comes in the house. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's really like you know, man. It's business. It's, like, it's business. Yeah, you, you, you can't. So the day after, Katya calls me on the phone, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh Jesus, already!" And I was like, "I haven't done anything." And she's like, "No, she's asking about you. Take the day off and bring her out." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So. I finally went down on the second day. I picked her up. We walked towards the Ponte Vecchio. And on the Ponte Vecchio, we had our first official kiss. The two of you meeting, if I made a movie about it, you're at Madonna's wedding. You're like this crazy, like great, you know, event. It's like this huge celebrity thing, the flashbulbs, Madonna. And you're sitting there at your table and he walks up and puts his hand on your plate and says, don't eat that. Don't eat that food. (laughs) Come you to my no house. Uh, come to my house, and I will. She make invited dinner. me to go to a concert. I will right? cook she for said, you. Oh, trust me, I, I've done that. Yeah, she called me. She's like, Madonna wants to go to Milan f- to do her makeup. Do you want to go? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I showed up the morning after with ripped jeans, a t-shirt, and a backpack, convinced that we were walking to the train station <laughs> to get on the train to go to a concert. The way that, the way that you go to concerts, <laughs> and here they are, the limos waiting for us. To bring us to Donatella's house on Lake Como, where I ended up having lunch with Madonna. I'm like, this is really weird, man. It's like, this is <laughs> but, but it was for Deborah, so it was all about her. And we consummated it at Villa d'Este. Yes, after okay. a week of being together. One, yeah. you know, one night, the first time, Villa d'Este, and that was it. We were in love. We went and spent time in Paris. We, you know, we, we, we fell in love that summer. I moved into his apartment. I was like, I was supposed to go to New York to my New York apartment in August before I started filming in September. And long story short, we fell in love. We couldn't be apart. And he flew to LA where I was going back to shoot a Jackie Chan movie, which actually I was shooting in Toronto. So I left him in my LA apartment and, um, and we fell in love, but we also got pregnant like that. We know that you love to cook, that you are a chef, that you've had restaurants. Mm-hmm. And um, but what was that? What was the first time? Do you remember the first time he cooked for you? Oh, yeah. Compl- I have a picture of it even. Um, I always have a camera with me. So even back in the day before the cell phones and I have a picture of him serving me. Uh, he made the fried zucchini flowers um, with the refresher cotta in the lemon zest inside. And he made me a dish of amatriciana. Um, which, uh, you know, was just a, a red sauce with a pancetta and garlicky and it was like really sexy and hot. And we, um, and then we followed it up with, uh, an espresso and, and some fresh cantaloupe. It was a hot summer day. And then we just, you know, we uh, stayed in bed for, we like, stayed in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you gotta get your energy. You gotta get your energy back. Yeah. Yeah. I got to take a break here and there. Um, no. So yeah, that was 20 years ago and we're married now 19 years and two kids and we just finally moved to Italy, our dream. I just got yesterday a Cinquecento electric. So I'm Fantastic. driving like my Cinquecento. It's a, it makes no noise. It's so weird. And um, I, but I feel very Italian in it. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, Debbie's Italian <laughs> has arrived. So it's the only quiet thing you got in your life. Yeah, it's like yeah. my car. <laughs> I, I, he didn't allow me to talk to him in the morning. He he's made me coffee for twenty years, a bustello with in a mocha pot. He brings me my coffee. I'm in bed. He sits in this chair actually, where we face each other, 
and he look looks at the window or wherever, and I'm, he, I I wake up and I just I have is an on switch. I'm on, and I meet doesn't let me talk to him. Because why? Why? Because you need to have your time. You need to have your. Pace. I need to have you my to coffee. Have, like I, you need to have I, your I coffee and like birds. think about I things. Look out. I'm like I, I'm gonna have her the whole day. Yeah, I'm gonna have her the whole day. The second cup with his cigarette outside. I don't smoke in the morning. I only smoke in the evening. Now, what in your mind, Gabriele, is the is is the mistake people make when they order Italian food in this country? Like, what what is sacrilege? Like, you, you'll always hear people say in China that the Chinese food you have here is American Chinese food. That's re- not really Chinese I, food. I, I think the, the biggest mistake is uh, considering uh, Italian food an exotic food. The, the reason, like, when I was in Los Angeles, I wanted to be a famous drummer. I was a musician. That's all I wanted to do. The reason why, aside from you know. Hollywood being really, really hard for musicians and it was hard to break in. But the reason why I really started filming with Deborah was to show people that Italian food was not Spago from Beverly Hills. I mean, it was as well, but real Italian food is at home. It's how to build a house. It's how to feed your kids. It's how to be simple. It's how to save your food. It's how to work on a budget. It's how to think ahead, have knowledge of your ingredients, but it's the simple things. There's absolutely nothing complicated and anybody that wants to sell you more than that, it's, it's just not really that true. What bothers you with food in, in America? Oh, oh sp- spaghetti, spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, it, it's something that I just, ne- I mean, I, I do understand the dish, right? People knew how to make pasta. One day there was some extra change in the pocket. Meat was added. Meatballs became a dish with spaghetti. It, it is part of how food culture uh, transformed. Uh, I think, you know, some interpretation of pizza in the United States kind of like drive me crazy. But, but again, if people like it, I, I don't think it's worth bashing food, right? I think it's, uh, it's energy more well spent at just trying to show what is it, you know, sometimes an, an easier, simpler, healthier, cleaner way. And what, another reason was, you know, we were raising a family. We were going to have a first kid. She was pregnant. I, I didn't have anybody. I didn't have my family. I didn't have any friends. She was the center of my universe. So really that the best way that I knew to nurture that, that the beginning of the family was to stay around, be available, do some house chores, but cook, you know, I knew how to express myself. I never worked in restaurants. I never studied in restaurants before. The great thing was for me is that, um, you know, given that I, I, I was working hugely pregnant on entourage, like I was out to here, you know, cursing my brains out you know, massively pregnant. And I would come home and he would like cook for me. I said, you know, you are so cute. We should put a camera. I had, his family gave us like a video camera. I popped it on the um, tripod and I directed him. I, I made fun of his accent because it was thicker. And we just started making the <laughs> show. So we had a, we, you know, he started making great food to be able to try to teach people. That was our show was about to teach people how to make like the very simple Italian or rustic Tuscan food. Because, you know, people were like just sick of like the regular, yeah, Frankie, Johnny, we're going to go to Anthony's house and have the, like the man of Like yeah. that's just not the, his yeah. culture. So, um, you know, it, it was, uh, it was refreshing because he taught me a whole other, he opened up my palate, you know, which was wonderful. No, you know, it's what you know, you grew up again, where Debbie, in the, in the city? I'm born in Queens. You're born in Queens. And, and what's funny, and, and your family, what's your family's background? Are they at all Italian? Are you Italian no, at all? No, no, no. I'm Latvian. I'm half Latvian. I'm Irish. I'm English. And and uh, and now I'm Italian. How did you guys raise your kids with food? I, I did some breastfeeding in the beginning with the one seven months. We incorporated like avocados. And I, I was in L.A., so we were getting like sent all this like um, uh, L.A. girl 
uh, business, healthy, like very expensive, but free for me because I was a celebrity, like, you know, mash, carrot, beet, whatever. And it was lovely, but the business didn't ultimately work out. And we were mashing our own stuff anyway. And by the time they became toddlers, you know, we did the toddler food, but we, we basically said our motto was, you know, if you don't like what's on your plate, you don't have to eat. Like this is not a restaurant. And, um, and that's what's being served. They were less speaking when they were two, three, four years old that they are now that they're 20. Like it's very, very different. A vegetarian and the other one doesn't eat this or that. And it's chai latte and like all this stuff, you know, so we have now he actually tailors his meals towards his daughter's likings. He's such a mensch. He <laughs> loves to cook anything that they want. And, um, and I'm actually eating less of what he cooks because I'm trying to lose weight, uh, because his food, um, I love it. And I can just, you know, my ass can get so big because the pasta is so good. And, you know, and I, I don't I, mind I, it. So <laughs> I really, I really don't mind it. That's so funny. I'm trying, I'm trying to keep it together because I'm always having to work and I'm like, oh my God, do I have a nude scene? Please don't tell me I have a nude scene. <laughs> I went to Italy for the first time in 1988. And like, I ate five meals a day when I was there. I just kept eating and eating because <laughs> it's all so authentic. I mean, that goes without yeah. saying, yeah. but I couldn't stop yeah. eating it. I couldn't stop eating it. No, let me ask you this because my wife and I, we, we genuinely, we think about going to over there to Europe and living there for like a couple of years at least. Tell me how that's worked for you and your kids. You know, you know the, the biggest misconception about Europe is that everything is distant. When you, when you grow up in Europe, everything seems so far away, right? I was raised in Florence and Paris mm. fell so far. Berlin fell so far. Then I spent 20 years in the U.S. where just going to the grocery sometimes, like it is like, you know, if you really need to go to Red Hook, and you're going to end up stuck in, you know, driving for an hour. Uh, everything's so far away. Europe right now, you know, you fly with like $80 to London, to Berlin, I hear, to, I hear. Fran yeah. to, to Paris, and everything is like, so you don't need to be. The good thing of Florence, you said, it's very small. Everybody speaks English. There is a decent airport. It is nice oh. to find a place that is out of the city where you enjoy the nature and you, you're still plugged in. You know, we're out of the city, so we are 10 minutes right. north of Florence, or 15 right. My car and um so we literally have like we're in an 11th century farmhouse we have tons of uh property with t olive trees oh. uh we make olive oil um there's wild boars it, our, you know we're, we're gated we're fenced we're putting a pool in but like this you know it's it, you hear the birds you hear nature there's tons of things for kids to do and they have incredible schools here like my daughter's at an international school so they're learning spanish they're learning italian they're learning latin uh the history lessons are like actually covering everything but the pilgrims you know, like in, no, I understand. In, I understand. I understand. We know about the pilgrims and the Indians and George Washington and immigration. And because it, you have a tr your daughter is still school age, the fifteen year old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How was it for her? I mean, because we, we think the same thing about them leaving their friends behind and leaving their whatever hard. connections they have. Behind. It was hard. How did she adjust to that? It was hard. Uh, yeah. it, it, she had. It took her a good month. Um, and uh, the other one never acclimated. The other one didn't stay long enough. She's like, I'm getting back. Cause she, she was class of 2020 high school, no prom, no graduation. Mm. She wanted to be with right. friends. So with her, right. because she was 18, she's like, I'm out, ciao. The other one, um, ciao, ciao yeah. yeah. And the they're other very, very New York, yeah, they're very American. You know, <laughs> here is uh, unconceivable. Like that, you know, to my mom, the idea that I let my 18 year old study and pursue 
her life the way that she wants, whatever yeah. she wants. It's like not the Italian way. The other one adjusted the minute she got, she, we got here and you guys went into a lockdown. So that was kind of really bad for her because she was here in this country house without having girlfriends. You know, he was dragging her everywhere. He became like her buddy. Like he had to take her everywhere. And she adjusted but the minute, like she got accustomed to school and, you know, making some girlfriends. Like now she's like the most radiant, alive and incredibly cultured. It only took like six months for her to like, flip the switch and become European. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's like, she's like, I'm going to university in Europe. I'm, I'm oh, a I love that. Did you guys, did you raise them bilingual? Do they speak both Italian and English? Evelina, the, the first yeah. one, yes. Yeah. The second one, I, I got lazy. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't get lazy. Uh, I, I, I was trying to pursue a career. It, it's right. hard to speak hard. Italian with Deborah when she gets back to you in English constantly. She goes 100 miles an hour. If you want to get a word in edgewise, you cannot be speaking another language. Like you're lost. <laughs> like you just lose right away, right? right? So by the time by the time that the second one was born, I was already thinking and talking to myself in English, and right. I still do, right. uh, which is actually a harder exercise for me now because everybody is telling me it's like you need to speak. Italian to your daughter. I'm like, right. she goes to school for that. I now need to keep my English alive right. because my my life, my career, it, it is still directed towards the, the American public. I mean, the work that, that I'm doing yeah. now is hoping to have something, you know, ready in, in, in a year or two for people to come here and study, you know, culinary arts and, and that kind of stuff. So everything in our house is in English. Right. All the menus, all the TVs, all the computers, the cars. That's not helping me. You'll go out and drive your Cinquecento <laughs> and go shopping and talk to the local carabinieri that you like so much. I take private lessons with mm -hmm. my teacher that I learned Spanish with. I learned, I had to learn Castilian. I speak Spanglish because I had Puerto Rican boyfriends in New York and whatever back in the day. So I'm, I have like light Spanish. But then when I had to speak Castilian Spanish and not have cue cards or anything of this sort, any help, like doing monologues naked, acting drunk as Ava Gardner in 1961 <laughs> on a toilet bowl in Spanish, you know, a monologue. With, with, with the list working perfect. I have a list and it works perfect in Spain. You know, I'm older than you, Debbie, but, you know, we, we both have not worked much. a lot in this business. No, I am, but I mean, we, we both worked in this business a lot. And and you and you get to that point now. It's time to enjoy your life. Yeah, it's time to because because if you're like I think you're like me where we lit one off the other. We just worked and worked and worked and all we did was shoot yeah. for like 25 years. If you're really in love, it's also good not to have regret. Living the adventure, living your love to its fullest, uh, and and making it's not even about making memories. It's really about living your day to to its fullest. It's uh, it's not for everybody. It, it takes courage. It takes you know the leap. But so we're gonna come and we're gonna be your neighbors. We're gonna, and, we're it's gonna, gonna and it's gonna be and it's gonna, gonna be, be great and you guys are gonna teach us all that we need to all that we need to do. Our our kids speak Spanish, they go to a bilingual school and I like right I force to speak Spanish with yeah. them in the house. But right. it is hard because they respond to me in English and then I'll just yeah. I just no matter what, they know at least it's gonna be in their ear. When we go there, I just want Gabrielli to make me the cacio pepe. Cacio pepe. We love to highlight um charities or different different things that you are are into right now with the you felix making the world a better place making you know some community a better place and we don't know if you had any anything we, we always supported the new york food bank that is uh when we were in la it was uh, the midnight mission and the food bank in, in la in new york has always been you know yeah. that and then the eventual you know the no kid hungry when we did the festivals but in general the food bank that that's you know a staple in the city and then people really need it 
And I, I always host uh, Art Walk, which ha- with COVID didn't happen this year. But uh, this COVID- I used to do that with you. Yeah, it's great, right? With, with yeah. Richard Gere when he was married to um, Carrie. Yes. It's been it's fun and it really helps the homeless. I love our work. I mean, we raise yeah. so much money for the homeless, mm-hmm. um, so uh, I I, will, I always try to do that. In terms of Italy, I haven't really you know I kind of jump on a bandwagon when I get like I, I I donate actually a little bit more you know just privately like to things that really resonate with me um, instead of I don't always like to be like the face of the movement. Right. You know what I mean? It gets a little because you get a million asks a lot of times, and I really try to do things that pull me and that, that I feel like I can make a difference because, right. you know, um, it's important. And, and just actually living my life, trying to make a difference, like getting an electric car. Like I love diesel. I love my hair, my car to go, <clears throat> you know, I like, I love <laughs> tour. Yes. Like, this is like, I'm like, all right, he's got, you know, I'll the- be, I'll be your diesel. Now that I'm working the land, uh, I'm, I'm developing stamina. So I'll be your diesel. Don't worry about that. You're going off to London to shoot. You got your, your whole life. It seems like, you're having a great time. I'm having, yeah, a, having great a great time. time. And I'm so in Good love. It's 20 years. And my just I just want everybody to be like, like this. I think the pandemic sort of put a lot of things in perspective. Yeah. I think you have to live, you know, the life that you really want. Because we don't we don't know how much time we have on this planet. Right. And I don't care right. about what I mean. I like the comforts of life, but I, I don't, you know, you, you learned what you don't need. Thank my you, guys. You. Thank you for thank having you. us. Thank you. Thank you. Inspiration. Thank, thank you so you. much, guys. Two things inspire me. Three things inspire me um, the most about them. One is how like madly they are in love. I mean, they just sound like like they have the hottest relationship after 20 years. That keeps me very inspired for where I envision our relationship to be in the next 10 years. We've already been together 10 years. Um, I like the quiet before when he wakes up and he's like, you cannot speak. I need to have my moment where I listen to the birds. And then I actually do really think that we should go and be their neighbors. My favorite part was two things. One, that she was on tour with Madonna. I mean, what could be more dizzying than being on tour with Madonna? What could be more hectic and crazy than that? And my other favorite thing she said was, I only smoke at night. She said, I don't oh smoke God, I was going to say that too. Only yeah, at I'm night. Not anymore. I don't, it's very, how it's Italian, very, how it's European. Very I only smoke at night, she said. Talk to you next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And share the show with your friends and help us grow. We'll talk to you guys next week.